Welcome to the Century Church Podcast with Dr. Patrick M. Quinn. You can find out more information about Century Church at www.century.church or download our app at the Apple or Google Play Store. Hey everyone, welcome back to our series called War fighting the battles that matter the most to us. Over the past several weeks, we've been talking about fighting for your life, fighting for your spouse, fighting for your family, fighting for your friends. And today we're gonna talk about how to fight for our community. Now listen to me, I love this message. I'm excited about this message because all we want at Century Church is to fight for our community in order that they may learn about the love of Jesus Christ. That's why our first core value is community first. We wanna put the community first. So for the next several minutes, we're gonna learn how to fight for our community. Now the prophet Jeremiah has some fantastic words for us in chapter 29, verses four through seven that I want us to dive into today, digest a little bit, let these words wash over us and over our homes in order that we may fight for our community in today's world. So the prophet Jeremiah writes, the Lord of heavenly forces, the God of Israel proclaims to all the exiles, I have carried off from Jerusalem to Babylon, build houses and settle down, Cultivate gardens and eat what they produce. Get married and have children. Then help your sons find wives and your daughters find husbands in order that they too may have children. Increase in number there so that you don't dwindle away. Promote the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it because your future depends on its welfare. Hey, today we're reminded uh, by this passage that God has a word for us no matter where we live. You see, these folks, these ancient Israelites, they found themselves in exile far from their homeland. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't live near my home. I'm several hours away from my home. And many of you that find yourselves uh, wherever you're living today are far from your home. So what does it look like to fight for our community, the place that God has sent us? Well, you can look at some of the instruction that God gave to these exile, those that have been exiled. I mean, think about it. If God gave the instruction to those that have been exiled to a foreign land, then these are obviously good instructions for us to think about no matter where we live, no matter where we say this is where home is, for no matter how long, it could be a short season or a long season. So for those of you that have made your way to Pike Road, Alabama, I want us to think about how we fight for our community, how we fight for our world right now and our local community, local schools, local government, everything. And for those of you that may live far away from here, think about it in your own hometown, in your own place where you're living today, where you are making your home right now with your family, with your children. So fight for your community What does that look like? Well, let me ask you a question real quickly. I've asked this every week and I'm going to ask it again. Are you fighting against or for your community? Every week we've been looking at whether we're fighting against or for. So I'm asking you the question, pause and think about it. Are you fighting against or for your community? As Christians, we want to be known for what we're for, not so much what we're against. And oftentimes, we find ourselves in places where we're telling everyone what we are against. I want us to be a church. 
I want us to be folks that have the faith of God welling up inside of us that the community knows what we are for far more than what they think that we're against. You know, fighting for your community means that you step out in faith, that you, that you live in a way that people know that you care deeply. I'm reminded of a story. It's a rather sad story, but with a very profound ending. It actually impacted my life in a very big way when I moved to Montgomery, Alabama back in 2003. I remember this story. I heard it on the radio. It feels like it was yesterday as I tell it to you. There was a, a testimony of a, of a father. This was a father who had lost his son to gunfire, to gun violence. And what had happened on that particular day changed the way he thought about his community. You see, his son had grown up in, in that city. And as he grew up, he, uh, he, was, he was given all of the best of everything because his daddy could do it. He gave him the best school to go to, the best cars to drive, the, the best shoes and clothing, the best of everything, whether it was sports or any other extracurriculars. He gave him the best of everything like a good father would. And then the son graduates and goes off to college. And on his first Thanksgiving home from college, his mom ran out of some things making Thanksgiving dinner. And so mama says, can you run up to the grocery store real quick and grab a few of these items so we can finish our, our meal for Thanksgiving? Well, the son takes off in the car and, and runs up to the grocery store only to find it closed. Ends up at a convenience store in town. And as he's walking out of the convenience store, two rival gangs got into a Thanksgiving Day gun battle. And next thing you know, a stray bullet struck their son in the head, killing him instantly. What was very profound in this story, as sad as it is, was that the father, on, on the day of his son's funeral, stood up and as part of his eulogy said, I sent my son to all the best schools, all the best sports, extracurriculars, vacations, clothing, everything. And while that was a good thing to do as a daddy, what I failed to do was ever do anything for one of these children that lived in our community. And maybe, just maybe, had I been involved in my community the way that I should have been, my boy would still be alive. You know, that was such a powerful story for me into how I need to be involved in my community. And so I'm asking you today again, are you fighting for or against your community? Well, God sent a word through Jeremiah and he says, you know, the community you live in, there's some things that you need to do. There are some things that you need to focus in on, even to the exiles, the ones that said, this isn't my home. You got to understand the exile said, this is not our home. And that's why this word sent to those exiled was so important. God had a word for them that while you're exiled and while you are living in a land far from where you want to be, there are some things that you need to do. And the first thing was this, you need to seek good for the community that you live in. You need to seek good. So even though they didn't want to be there, God's word to them was, you need to seek good for that community. You need to treat that community as if God has sent you on a mission to that community. I want us to think about that today in Pike Road, Alabama. There are so many of us that have made our way to Pike Road, Alabama, but we are not from Pike Road, Alabama. I want us to be a church that treats it like God has literally sent us there on a mission 
to be a voice for God, to be someone who is the hands and feet of Christ in a community that needs to know about the good news of Jesus. I want us to be a church family that indeed puts the community first, that the the community would know just how much Century Church and those that are filled with the faith of God absolutely love them and absolutely want the best for for our community. The the word of the Lord is very clear that we are to build houses and settle down, to cultivate gardens and to eat. In other words, we are to be very much a part of our community. We are to, to be a part of every action, everything that we possibly can be in our community. We are to treat it like God has sent us on a mission. It's not just about our family. It is about all of the families that live in our area It is about our schools. It is about all of the kids that are running around in our community. It is about every family. It is about the young and the old. It is about making sure that our community is as strong as it possibly can be. So the first thing is to really care about the welfare of our community. Another thing that the scriptures are very clear about is that we need to pray to God for it. We need to pray for our community. We need to pray often, a lot, every day. Pray for your community. We need to ask for God's blessings and provisions. We need to ask God to to bless and to, to pour out all kinds of blessings on the community. We need to be people of deep-seated prayer We need to be people who care so deeply about the community that we constantly bring the petitions of the needs and desires and even the wants to our community. Will you commit to praying for your community? That's how you fight. You fight by treating it like God has sent you there, like caring for the good of the community, and you fight by praying for your community. Now, the last thing that I want to share with you today is it's not only that we are seeking the welfare, the good of this community, and it's not only that we're praying for our community, but it's that we're loving our community. We need to be people who deeply love our community. And I love the fact that in Pike Road, Alabama, there's so much community spirit. And I hope that wherever you are watching this message that you feel the same community spirit. But there's a lot of community spirit right here. And I want us to build on that. I want us to be a church that builds on the foundations that have already been laid here. And that the gospel of Jesus Christ is embedded into the very fabric and heart of this community. I want us to be a church that declares the praises of God. And that ultimately it flows out into a community. What if Century Church could be the kind of church that the very core values of our church actually begin to embed themselves into Pike Road, Alabama? What if people start saying community first and they don't even go to our church? What if people start putting the community first and they start saying, hey, we just put our community first because that's the kind of community that we want to be. We, we don't, we're, we're selfless in this. We just put our community first. They may not even attend our church. Do you hear what I'm saying today? That we've been such a powerful presence as followers of Jesus Just the whole community, say 10 years from now, just puts each other first. We care so deeply about the least, the last, and the lost, the marginalized, the oppressed, the poor, and those that really need our help. We hold each other accountable. We care so much that we encourage one another. We love our community. It's interesting. It reminds me 
of what Jesus once said, love your neighbor as yourself, what would it look like for Century Church to really love our neighbor as ourselves? That's what it looks like to fight for our community and not against our community. So many Christians right now, honestly, are fighting against their community. And I can tell you firsthand as a pastor, there's a lot of hurting people out there. There's a lot of people that have a lot of venom and a lot of bitterness and a lot of anger. They have a lot of stuff going on in their lives and COVID and election year and race relations hasn't made it any easier. So maybe it's time for the peacemakers to come along. Maybe it's time for the people of grace, people of the way to come along. Maybe it's time for the church to care and serve and support one another and to pour those blessings out into a community that needs it so much. So listen to me today as this word hits you. I want to read it again. I want you to hear it as if God is speaking it into your family right now. The Lord of heavenly forces, the God of Israel, proclaims to all the exiles, proclaims to all of you, I have carried off far from Jerusalem to Babylon, build houses and settle down, cultivate gardens and eat what they produce, get married and have children, then help your sons find wives and your daughters find husbands in order that they too may have children. Increase in number there so that you don't dwindle away. Promote the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it because your future depends on its welfare. That's the last thing that I want to say to you today is that one of the main reasons that the Lord puts this word down for us, for them back then and for us today to hear is to fight against our community is to fight against our own future. To fight against our community is to fight against our own future. So here's the challenge. It's time to get involved. It is time to get involved. We try to do that every week here at Century Church. In fact, I'm so proud of our staff. Our staff is so involved in this community. Every staff person involved in some way in our community in some way in our schools, in our town's leadership, we are so involved and invested in, in the direction and future of this community. I want more of that. I want to challenge you, the church, to get involved. If you don't live in Pike Road, get involved wherever you are. And listen to this word from the prophet Jeremiah. So I'm going to leave you with this challenge today. Where is one area in your community that you can get involved? Where is one area right now in your community that you can get involved? And don't take long to think about it either. Don't, think, don't try to think of the perfect place to get involved. Just think of a place to get involved and go for it. God will begin to direct your path. Just put your feet in motion. Just get going. Because the community needs us. Needs people filled with faith needs people that are looking to God for wisdom and truth, needs people that will show up with grace and encouragement and love. Our communities need us and need the church. Can I say it this way for you today? I look around and there's all this darkness. There's all this violence. There's all this frustration and anger. There's all of this hurt. Where's the harmony? 
Where's the peace? Where's the love? Where's the joy? Where's the light? Well, that comes from you and I. That comes from the church. That comes from the Jesus living inside of us. And so if you just stay locked up in your home, if you just care for your own family, if you just shut the door on your neighbor, if you shy away from all the conflict, one day, one day, our world will seem even far darker than it is right now. But I have a great hope. I have a great hope in the light of the world in Jesus the Christ. I have a great hope in the resurrection. And I have a great hope that God is on the move in our community right now. And I have a great hope that you and I, we're the hands and feet of Christ sent into our communities. Oh, we may not be from here. But that doesn't mean that God hasn't sent us to walk alongside, to live and to love and to serve and to give the best of ourselves, which is already Christ Jesus inside of us. And so today, today I want to really challenge you again. Get involved. Find that one area in your community right now that you can get involved. And for those of you in Pike Road, Alabama, oh, I hope. I hope that it looks like Century Church is everywhere. In every activity, in everything that this community is doing. And that those of us filled with faith make it stronger, better, and more powerful because the Holy Spirit is moving in us. And ultimately, I hope as we pass the baton to the next generation here, that it's one worth passing, that it's one that ultimately they see that it's all because of Jesus, that our community is so strong, so beautiful, so amazing. So, Get involved, church. Let's not be known for fighting against. Let's be known for fighting for. Will you pray with me? Almighty God, we bow bow before you right now, and we know that we are in a war. We are in a war. We're fighting a battle that is not of flesh and blood, as your scripture reminds us, but it is of the spiritual forces of wickedness that would seek to even darken our community. And so, Lord Jesus, I pray right now over our town of Pike Road, the surrounding river region, and wherever anybody is watching this message right now, that Christians would be rising up to the challenge today to go out and to be the hands and feet, to be involved, to be a part of the change, to bring peace and hope and love and joy, to bring your light, Jesus. And so help us today. Help us to take this challenge in your word seriously. It was one brought to the exiles thousands of years ago, and today it is brought to our doorstep. May we heed your wisdom, and may we hear your command. You have sent us to the towns and the cities that we live in right now. God, help us to make them stronger in your name and to lift high the grace and the love and the salvation found only in Jesus the Christ, that many more people will come to know you, that will come to confess their own sin, that will come to lift your name high. 
and ultimately live into the eternal life, the abundant eternal life that you are offering each one of us. God, we pray over our communities today that you would bless them and that you, God, would pour out your Holy Spirit on them because we have prayed for them and you have sent us into these communities to be actively engaged on a mission with you, Jesus. We love you and we thank you for that. In Jesus' name and all God's people said, amen.